Welcome to African Story. It is I, Captain Sankara, and today's story, it is from West Africa. Enjoy. There had been a long and severe famine in the land where Nasi lived. He had been quite unable to obtain food for his poor wife and family. One day, gazing desperately out to sea, he saw rising from the midst of the water a tiny island with a tall palm tree upon it. He determined to reach this tree if any means proved possible and climb it in the hope of finding a few nuts to reward him. How to get there was the difficulty. This, however, solved itself, for there lay the means to his hand. In the shape of an old broken boat, it certainly did not look very strong, but Anasi decided to try it. His first six attempts were unsuccessful. A great wave dashed him back on the beach each time he tried to put off. He was persevering, however, however, and at the seventh trial was successful in getting away. He steered the battered old boat as best as he could, and at length reached the palm tree of his desire. Having tied the boat to the trunk of the tree, which grew almost straight out of the water, he climbed toward the nuts. Plucking all he could reach, he dropped them one by one down to the boat. To his dismay, everyone missed the boat and fell instead into the water until only the last one remained. This he aimed even more careful than the others, but it also fell into the water and disappeared. He had not tested even one, and now all were gone. He could not bear the thought of going home empty-handed, so in his despair he threw himself into the water too, to his complete astonishment. Instead of being drowned, he found himself standing on the sea bottom in front of a pretty little cottage, and from which came an old man who asked Anasi what he wanted so badly that he had come to Thunder's cottage to seek it. Anasi told his tale of war, and Thada showed himself more sympathetic. He went to the cottage and fetched a fine cooking pot, which he presented to Anasi, telling him that he need never to be hungry again. The pot would always supply enough food for himself and his family. Anasi was most grateful and left Thunder with many thanks. Being anxious to test the pot at once, Anasi only waited till he was again seated in the old boat to say, Pot, pot, what you used to do for your master, do now for me. Immediately, good food of all sorts appeared. Anasi ate a hearty meal, which he very much enjoyed. On reaching land, his first thought was to run home and give all his family a good meal from his wonderful pot. A selfish and greedy fear, though, prevented him. What if I should use all the magic of the pot on them and have nothing more left for myself? Better to keep the pot a secret than I can enjoy a meal when I want one. So his mind, full of this thought, he hid the pot. He reached home pretending to be utterly worn out with fatigue and hunger. There was not even a grain of food anywhere to be found. His wife and poor children were weak with want of it, but selfish Anasi took no notice of that. He congratulated himself at the thought of his magic pot, now safely hidden in his room. There he retired from time to time when he felt hungry and enjoyed a very good meal. His family grew thinner and thinner, and he grew more healthier and healthier. They began to suspect some secret, and determined to find it out, his eldest son, Kwekusin, had the power of changing himself into any shape he chose, so he took the form of a tiny fly and accompanied his father everywhere. At last, Anasi, feeling hungry, entered his room and closed the door. Next, he took the pot and had a fine meal. Having replaced the pot in its hiding place, he went out on the pretense of looking for food. As soon as he was safely out of sight, Kwekusin fetched out the pot and called all his hungry family to come at once. They had a good meal as their father had had. When they had finished, Mrs. Anasi, to punish her husband, she would take the pot down to the village and give everybody a meal. This she did, but alas, in working to prepare so much food at once, the pot grew too hot and melted away. What was to be done now? 
Anas would be so angry. His wife forbade everyone to mention the boy. Anas returned ready for his supper and as usual went to his room. Carefully shutting the door, he went to the hiding place. It was empty. He looked around in shock. No portals to be seen anywhere. Someone must have discovered it. His family must be the culprits. He will find a means to punish them. Saying nothing to any about the matter, he waited till morning. As soon as it was light, he started off towards the shore where the old boat lay. Getting into the boat, it started off its own accord and glided swiftly over the water straight to the palm tree. Arriving there, Anasi attached the boat as before and climbed the tree. This time, unlike the last, the nuts almost fell into, the, into his hand. When he aimed them at the boat, they fell easily into it, not one as before, dropping into the water. He deliberately took them and threw them overboard, immediately jumping after them. As before, he found himself in front of Thunder's cottage, with Thunder waiting to hear his tale. This he told the old man, showing the same sympathy as he had previously done. This time, however, he presented Anasi with a fine stick and gave him his goodbyes. Anasi could scarcely wait till he got into the boat, so anxious was he to try the magic property of his new gift. Stick, stick, he said, what you used to do for your master, do for me also. The stick began to beat him so severely that in a few minutes he was obliged to jump into the water and swim ashore, leaving the boat and the stick to drift away. Then he returned sorrowfully homeward, bemoaning his many bruises and wishing he had acted more wisely from the beginning. And that is today's story. Thank you for joining me and see you next week.